Howdy, partner. Welcome to Pandora's Box. Welcome to Pandora's Box, everybody. We are here yet again. We Howdy. are having a lovely We're back. day. I'm um, back in the studio with young Bullwinkle. That's me. The man with the golden nug. Oh, Drupert right. Drupert Le Bear, as they call him in France. Le howdy, howdy. That's Drupert the Bear in, in English-speaking mm-hmm. countries. And uh, we've got a special guest today. My cousin Emma's in the studio. She's come from the... All the way from the east. From like, the east coast. Yeah. As if, like, some Russian lady in the mm-hmm. night. <laughs> from Turkey. So, yeah, thanks for being here with us today, Em. That's all right. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a plethora of subjects and topics as per usual i got some um interesting fact factoids got some of those factoids quick fire facts for later on in the episode i thought though because um i love weight training and it's a sort of one thing that i've been doing pretty much like since i was like in school now and uh my cousin emma's keen on her weightlifting as well her weight training and has um has trained with me in the dungeon as i call it Team Vulgar Dungeon. I thought we'd talk a little bit about weight training today. And you've gotten into training a little bit recently. I'm, a, I'm huge. I'm yeah. <laughs> I am huge. Exactly. Yeah. Andrew's dabbled a little bit over the I years. I dabbled. Hopefully this will inspire me to yeah. get back into it a bit. You always like sort of like get yourself in like pretty decent shape and then just as you start getting yeah. in shape, you just sort of like fall I've off. Never, I've never hit the peak. No, you've before. never hit the peak. I've never hit the peak. One day in my life I'll hit, hit peak the peak. Yeah. And I'll be proud. Bicep, bicep peak. Bicep peak. I've never had a bicep peak. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. It's weird. I think everyone some, has a natural sort of like part, yeah, so yeah. you know. Yeah, mine's my boobies, I'd say. Yeah, Your and pecs. like I remember, remember, yeah, my pecs. They would be always the ones that would like pop out first. Pop out first, yeah. And like you, yeah. when we were younger, you had like naturally good abs. Yeah, I had a six you? pack. Yeah, I was yeah. Proud of that. Underneath that, underneath that. Now I've got a six pack of beer, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only six pack Drew's got nowadays the are the ones he drinks <laughs> in the evening. Yeah, but um. Mm. Yeah, I think you're the only one actually hasn't had a workout with me, Bullwinkle. Yeah, man. I, I didn't want to come and show you up, that's yeah. why. Yeah, you'll have to come over and have a workout with me sometime, yeah. though. Yeah, 100%. That'd oh, be yeah, fun. yeah, definitely. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, man. I say, you've gone through some stages over the years, haven't you, coming work mm, out with me? Yeah, it's always good fun. I remember yeah. one of the first times I worked out with you uh, when you were um, back in West Huntsville yeah. um, and was in the garage set up there. Mm. Um, I remember we like had a workout and then finished off with some kettlebell swings mm. and like I did about like 25 kettlebell swings or something just like like one set of reps yeah. and I literally almost passed out I remember yeah. like <laughs> the black coming in from the sides oh, and I was God. just like oh no I've overdone it yeah. I've overdone it <laughs> I, re- I remember it was like winter time and I remember we were doing um, the kettlebell swings outside because obviously by that point you're like so hot and sweaty but it was like mm-hmm. a proper cold day um, and yeah I just remember like I remember Drew was like that, and he was like, he was like, man, I'm tripping. Yeah, he was like, man, I'm tripping. He was like, I'm just like tripping from working out. Because mm. yeah, like one of the things I used to do, like, um, I haven't done it in a while, but sometimes I'll do just to like finish off for conditioning. Is I'll do like a hundred, just a hundred reps of kettlebell swings to finish my workout, in as in as little sets as possible. Mm. You know, so like mm. try and do it in it, like you know, no more than sort of like four sets, but like yeah. try and do them as, as you know as, as as little sets as possible, and that will like really do you in. <sighs> It's, it's a really weird one, kettlebell swings, because it feels like it's a proper mix of, like, weightlifting and cardio at the oh, same yeah, that's, time. Oh, yeah, so good. Like, yeah. A, like, I don't think there's many other things for me mm. that, like, mix those two things, like, so, 
because um, you can you can do like 20 30 reps or something mm. but which is quite long because really. it's like a ballistic movement isn't it it's not mm. all like it's not all about like slow and control and time and attention and that it's, it's like a, you get into the yeah. flow of it yeah and you're like pumping out reps <laughs> yeah. but it, yeah it's like as you said it's like a mix it, it's one of the best things in terms of like if you haven't got much time on your hands and you just sort of want to get like fitter stronger and and just get a bit more toned and things like kettlebell swings are like so good mm. do you know what i mean mm. it's like it's not a specialist movement by any means but it's like a great finishing movement and it's great for people that don't have much time mm. you know you could literally just do like say like oh i'm okay i'm just gonna do 100 kettlebell swings like every day yeah and you'd get in like you get in decent shape yeah because it kind of targets quite a lot of your body doesn't it yeah. like it's kind of like a full body movement not really not really much like your chest or, mm. or things like that but i mean obviously you're working like your hams your whole posterior chain really well because like um, when you bring it to like the lower portion of the movement, one of the things that you do to then bring the kettlebell up, as well as sort of like ra- you're not actually really like raising your arms so much. Obviously, you are, but it's not really your shoulder muscles like the same with like a front raise. It's more because you're like hip thrusting through with so much velocity yeah, that that that's, that's causing yeah. the kettlebell, or at least that's what the movement should be. Some people do use their like shoulders a little bit too much, but um, really you should be using your posterior chain to almost like hump that kettlebell <clears> up. You know, right on up there. Right, but yeah, it's one of the best things to like strengthen your. If you've got like weak hamstrings and glutes, and one of the reasons you'll be able to like figure it out if you have like weak hamstrings and glutes, because say like if you struggle with a lockout on like a deadlift, mm. or also even with like a squat. What, what's so, a lockout mean? So a lockout is basically like the end of a movement on mm. a deadlift. So like when you like the, the finished rep, when you mm. complete a rep, you'll have achieved lockout. So obviously you start in like a deadlift position where you like grasp the bar. And then, like, you obviously you lift it. And lockout is when you've completed the rep. Mm. So in the powerlifting competition, that's when you would be given, like, you know, you would have completed the rep. And you would have mm-hmm. been given that rep, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, like, lockout. And also with, like, a squat, if, like, you... If, if like, say you can, like, bounce out of the hole pretty decent, but you have struggle, you know, locking out. Locking out so basically just, like, s- standing up straight with your hips through. Mm. Then, like, you, if you have if you struggle with that, you've probably got weak glutes and hams. So one of the best things to remedy that is to do kettlebell swings, mm. you know, like heavy kettlebell swings. Nice. I remember I used to level as well, like switching up, you know, like sometimes, yeah, like just doing like 100 reps, like with sort of like, you know, a relatively lighter one. And then sometimes I'd get out my big Charlie, big Charlie, <laughs> was my, my biggest kettlebell. And then I just sort of like knock out sort of about like four reps of 12, yeah. sort of four sets of 12 with that. Wait. I don't think I've ever done kettlebell swings. No? I don't think so, no. They'd be good for you to do, I reckon. I really yeah. want to, um, I know they're a very versatile piece of equipment as well. So like, um, but I I only really do kettlebell swings, but you mm. see like what they, where, you, where you flip it up and then onch your arm and then like an overhead yeah, press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would almost basically like do like a clean. Yeah, clean and press. In, in, yeah, and so yeah. like a clean and press, yeah. Yeah, there's loads of different things you can do with them as well, aren't there? Yeah, have you ever done like? Do you ever like dabble with kettlebells or anything like that? Not really. I'm always scared to do kettlebell swings at the end of a workout because you get like sweaty hands, and I always feel like it's gonna fly yeah, off. Yeah, I do know off. what you mean. Yeah. I would feel like that when I would do my one because um, I yeah, regardless of whether I'm doing them heavy or light, I'd always do them as like a finisher. Mm. And um, like my big Charlie um, kettlebell is is 40 ke- kilograms, and it's enough that by the end of the workout, Ooh. even if you're like you know like around 100 kilos like me i'm like a bit over 100 kilos it'll like pull you it's a lot yeah you, you need to make sure your feet are properly planted in that yeah, obviously by the end of your work yeah mm-hmm. by the end of your workout you're, you're pretty tired and like the majority of kettlebells mine at least don't and i know the majority don't either they, they don't have knurling what's called knurling so like a saying on an olympic bar or like a barbell will have knurling knurling emma will know about knurling <laughs> so what's knurling em um it's almost like sandpapery like it's all got grooves in it to help mm. you Grip. Oh, like grippy stuff. Yeah. So oh, you know, right. like the grip on like a barbell, right? Right. right. It's like almost like little diamond, sh- like tiny yeah. little diamond shaped thing, and it means you can sort of like see. 
it's like roughly wet, say where you should put your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not what always. A cool but name. Narrowly. Yeah. So and also say like say like a like a like a standard say like powerlifting bar will have like knurling in the center as well as out here, and you want it the knurling in the center because it basically helps with grip. So when it's on your back. Oh, it's, yeah. it's less likely mm, that the bar is going to slip yeah, off your back. Yeah. Whereas, say, like a, an Olympic weightlifting bar won't have knurling in the center, um, you know, because it's just more just like snatches and, and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, so like you mainly do um, sort of like powerlifting and, and bodybuilding movements, don't you, Em? Yeah. I was going to say, actually, because I don't think I've ever actually asked you, because obviously I thought it was really cool when I first found out that you got into weightlifting and that. But, like, like what inspired you to get into, like, weight training and, like, why did you actually start weight training? Um, I've always been very sporty. Yeah. So I did a lot of horse riding, netball. And it's sort of, I think a lot of people my age suddenly got into going to the gym, and some mm. people sort of did it as a social thing. So I started off going just with a friend. We sort of mucked about a bit, and then just really got into it. And I've yeah. got a few friends that enjoy it as well. So, it's so you literally just sort of like started for a bit of fun, and then you sort of got the itch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool to. Um, uh, see a girl into like the more weighty side of stuff because normally when I'd go to the gym it'd mostly be um, cardio yeah. uh, things that you'd see so that's cool that's well. what I thought was cool as well like yeah when Em came and, and trained with me like a lot of girls even even girls that sort of like into weight training a bit they're still like like the main reason they do it is just to sort of like build their booty <laughs> whereas like you like genuinely like doing everything don't you yeah so like Emma yeah. like pretty much trains like the same as I train oh cool mm. and the thing is it's like that's there's no like obviously there are physiological differences between a man or a woman but that doesn't mean that the training between a man or a woman should be different it doesn't yeah. need to be different you know it's like it's, it's funny some things will be easier or not or, yeah you know it's funny actually because um, last time i went and saw um i went and saw um like our granddad on, on monday yeah and um i was talking to him actually a little bit about you doing like weight training and that because we talked about the fact that you were obviously over for yeah. experience and that and it was that he said something actually a bit like that it's just funny and like old-fashioned people in that like, um, he just said something like, oh, yeah, like, oh, she needs to watch herself, though, because, like, women can get hurt doing that sort of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just, like, a really funny girl, like, well, why would I get hurt any more than I would? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, if you, as long as you're yeah. using, like, like you, what is, say, what is your one rep max on, say, like, a squat is no more, like, um, dangerous to you than what would be my one rep max on a squat? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Regardless of what that weight is... Your one rep max, whether you're a one or like a man or a woman, that's just as dangerous mm. to whoever, you know. <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't matter. Just doing things to your means, and, yeah. and being sensitive about it. And that's why you know, like you know, women, you know, women and men can be like training partners the same way that like you know, you don't have to have like a same sex sort of like uh, like partner because as I said like you can you know you train the same and as long as like your your the weights that you're using are about the same like heaviness to you like relative. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Then you'd have the same workout. Mm. That's the only thing that's important because obviously, if you were say like, say if I was trying to do like um like ten reps with something that was like almost like ten reps to failure, like a weight that was like ten, and then say like you know Emma was doing like a weight that was like she could easily do ten reps, and we're using the same amount of like rest in between sets, then obviously I'm going to get like destroyed mm. way quicker than she is. Mm. So obviously you know, but as long as you're using you know the same like sort of like you know relatively relative weights and that that are like right for you, then and that's cool. Yeah, no, I was proud of you, cause because yeah, you came over, didn't you? And you did loads of barbell squats, yeah, and worked up to I think it was like three reps with eighty kilos, which is the same weight as Bullwinkle. More so, than me, is it? Yeah, I'm seventy. You're seventy kilos. Yeah, Whoa. I so, want I want to see you pick Bullwinkle. <laughs> yeah, I want to see I want to see you squat Bullwinkle yeah. over your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so throw that's, me in the air. Yeah, <laughs> and like I know that obviously it's hard to tell from camera, but you're like you're about six. You're a bit over six foot, or about six yeah, foot. Yeah, so but I'm, I think I'm literally six foot on the dot. So. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he's like even though he's obviously a string bean, he's not like he's not like he's like a dwarf. No, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, so, yeah. So um, that's cool. And then you, I think, yeah, we w- went back down to um, like sixty, I about think. sixty for about eight or ten reps. So yeah, that's impressive, man. It's just funny to think, obviously, of my cousin just like squatting you, but yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. a funny thought in my head. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I could squat that much. There's no chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. You no should be chance. like a WWE wrestler or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a dream job. I'd love to do that as a job. Just yeah. a, just a little off off branch. I'd love to be a WWE wrestler, man. Yeah, so would I, man. I feel like that's so, there's so much like acting and everything involved in I'd it. I'd love as like well. choreographing the, the entrance and everything. Yeah, deciding yeah, my yeah. entrance music and like all your <laughs> outfits and everything. Like the chance that you're going to try and get the crowd to do. I feel like that'd be so much fun. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. One thing I thought was real fun when you came and trained with me, Em, because you'd never really done any movements like that before. So um, we did like a load of snatches, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That so what's a snatch? Yeah. Basically, it's like um, you got like a dumb. You can do like dumbbell or or um, barbell or kettlebell snatches. So right. um, do you remember I was like, doing a little bit around yours? Drew? Oh, is that what you showed me? Yeah, I, would, uh, I did it with like your kettlebell. Quick movement, straight up. So you almost like yeah. So you almost like start off. The position you start off is almost as if like you're doing like a deadlift. Yeah. But then you like very like in a ballistic fashion and like a very powerful fashion. You like snatch the weight up to like overhead yeah. and you can do it with a barbell or you can do it with a dumbbell or a kettlebell yeah rather than like up to your chest and then a press it's like snatch all the right weight. overhead yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. directly from the floor to the overhead mm. and um it's like a, it's quite like a technical movement like um i think like you found that when you did it didn't yeah. you like it's it was hard to get used to at first from yeah. mainly doing like yeah like obviously yeah. when you do something like a squat um, or like, or anything, whether it's like a, a, some sort of like bench press variation or anything, obviously it's very like, you know, it's like, it's quite a controlled movement mm-hmm. and it's almost like, I think for, especially for people that haven't dabbled in any sort of more like, um, like a power lifting, I'm sorry, like weightlifting, like Olympic weightlifting sort of style movements or things like that. Like you're almost taught when you're doing things like, uh, like power thing and more like hypertrophy work, like bodybuilding style training, like obviously everything has to be sort of under control. Mm. You know what I mean? Everything has to be almost like quite slow and controlled and everything like that. Not slow, but controlled and certainly not like fast. So then mm. it's almost like you almost have to untrain yourself again to mm. be like, boom. Because like yeah. when you do like a snatch, like even though even the range it? of motion is like massive, like mm. literally from the floor to like full lockout overhead, which like for me is probably like eight foot in the air or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like my arm like fully extended. But it's like the whole the whole rep te- takes like less than a second. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's very ballistic. It's very powerful. Mm. Yeah, did you find it quite fun, though? It was fun. It's fun yeah. to do something different every so often. Yeah. Mm. And I love the fact that with movements like that, it's all like power, power, power. Do you know what I mean? It's like not the best for like building muscle, but it's great for like, it's great for strength and power. Like mm. building up, you know what I mean? And I think with things like that as well, it's good for identifying weak points. You know, like if you can't do a movement like that, you must have a weak point somewhere from like your ankles to like the top of your body yeah. do you know what I mean and then it's almost like identifying that it's like where is my weak point you know mm. and then, like, that's what I find quite fun about that as well you know it's almost like helps you with that mm. you know it's like what is it have you got like weak shoulders have you got a weak posterior chain that's quite similar like that as well what we were talking about kettlebell swings like a lot of something like with a snatch I mean it's a lot of like posterior chain work you need to like you need to get powerful you know and I think someone you know we talked about like say like Brock Lesnar on the show before mm-hmm. like Brock Lesnar is like 
obviously he's like a really strong guy, but what Brock Lesnar mainly is is like powerful. And there yeah. is there is a bit of a difference. There is a different explosive, isn't it? Yeah, he? it's that explosive. You know, like when I was like showing you about when he um like punched Heath Herring and he mm-hmm. literally that Heath Herring did like a backwards roll and then like Brock Lesnar like sprinted across the ring yes. and it was like scary how fast he moved. Like that's yeah. that's power. Yes. So, I mean, there are a lot 100%. of guys that are like strong, but they're very slow yeah. and they're sluggish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, my old man's a bit like that, you know, at this stage in his life. Do you know what I mean? He's like very strong, but he ain't going to go anywhere fast. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, power is like the ability to like shift weight quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love about those sort of movements. Do you know what I mean? It's really like athletic. Mm. Yeah, man. Just on a side note as well, mm. what is, um, what's posterior chain? So, posterior chain is basically like your, the, the backwards chain of muscle from like, like your calves right up to like your traps oh okay so yeah so basically like all of the muscles on your on your back down so your mm. posterior chain as I said anything you know your traps your lats your spinal erectors your glutes your hamstrings and your calves that's all your posterior chain ah, cool. and I think a lot of people you know it's like it's fairly common for people to end up with like a like a relatively weak posterior chain um, compared to their like anterior chain which is just like your front mm. because especially like with like young lads and stuff young lads want to do things like bench press and barbell curls mm-hmm. I mean all like all the muscles that are sort of make you look good when you're wearing like a tight top yeah and things like that but if you get like if you don't have a strong posterior chain then you're like real su- really suffer and you could get like injuries down the line mm. and um also yeah as I said it's just going to make you like a lot weaker like, I know, like, a lot of lads that can, like, bench press as much as they squat. And to me, that's, like, ridiculous. You should be able to squat a lot more, more than you should be able to bench. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Naturally, like, yeah. like, Yeah, I think that's why I really like the idea of, like, full body workouts rather than, mm. you know, when, when I did, like, I would always do that, like, you know, just pick some exercises that I can mix up that are going to target, like, most of the body through, yeah. through the reps and stuff. Um, just so it's a bit more natural, like, things that you would do in everyday life or if you were very active that you do in everyday what life. they call sort of like functional strength yeah mm. you know i think that will make will, will look more natural than like yeah just completely yeah like out one part of your body you know <laughs> yeah like some obviously people that are just like purely in it for the bodybuilding side of things that's like almost like purely look isn't it mm. so they don't really care about their performance or like how much they can lift or anything like that to them it's all about the look mm. um but the downside of that is like that isn't very functional so if you only ever say like do machines you're not going to work your stabilizer muscles really. You might end up with like weak points and things like that. Whereas it's like I've, I know you need I've, to get, be able to get hay bale and stack yeah. it on top of the other hay bale. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, yeah, again, doing things like snatches and stuff like that, I will be great at that. Mm. And as I said, just like I, I always think of exercises in terms of like pick exercises that give you the most bang for your buck. Mm. So you know, when I when I start hearing people like, don't get me wrong, there is a time and a place for isolation exercises. But when people start o- going over and o- like overly on about like oh, this is like, you know, let's do isolation exercises or you need to do isolation exercises or you should do isolation exercises primarily. I'm like, no. no. Mm. That's like such a waste of time. Pick exercises that give you the most bang for your buck, you know, like squats, deadlifts, um, bench, um, and like all pressing and row variations, you know, all things like that, like, you know, like rows, you know, Mm. like to pick like big rows, like movements. If you want to build like a big back and strong posterior chain, do things like, bent over barbell rows or like dumbbell rows or like what we, I was doing with you I'm like inverted rows which is basically like the similar to doing like a barbell row but you're just using your body weight and you're like upside down oh, okay. essentially oh, you know cool. um, and like that'll pretty much work like every muscle in your back mm. you know rather than thinking like oh I'm going to do this like specialist exercise which is going to target this like one small ex- like muscle in my back or something and I was like well why would I want to do that mm-hmm. you know because like if you if you like work 
if you work hard when you're say like doing if you pick like one rowing movement say just like for your back like a a session and do it like say you do like a one rowing movement every say like two or three days then like as long as you're working out hard you'll have pretty much fried every single muscle in your back mm. you know and then if you want to like do as like a finisher if you then want to do something that's a bit more isolation-y Mm. Or do you mean like sometimes you know I do you know like most of say like my arm work I get I get from like rows and things like dips mm. you know mm. dips and push ups and like push press variations but then it's like if just for like some fun like once or twice a week um well, I'd say it's very rarely twice a week actually like once a week I do just want to do like some curls and some push downs mm. like for fun then I will mm. do you know what I mean yeah, but that's not the backbone having like like the ones that are just super fun as well I remember like whenever when I'd go in the gym one of my like fun ones would mm. be. Um, Cable, cable crossovers. crossovers yeah I knew you were going to say <laughs> that yeah. I love them I like, remember you loved doing that what's that on the machine and like you know when you get like a like it's like a on like a high pulley and you get like oh, a right, 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 and you basically and you do like crossovers one and you've yeah. got to kind of go into this position where you're like leaning forward and it's kind of taking your weight mm-hmm. and then you kind of pull it down in front of you it's, yeah that yeah. was always really fun yeah, it's funny. I mean, like, I used to do them sometimes with you when we were in the gym when we were, like, younger. But I like, I never, ever do, like, isolation chest exercises. Mm. I literally do, like, bench press variations, dips and push-ups. Yeah. And that's, like, that's it yeah. for my chest, yeah. you know? And it's, like, you know, when I see, like, say, um, say like, I see, like, like, a lot of lads, like, with your Bill Bullwinkle mm-hmm. um, doing, like, and you see him in the gym all the time doing, like, different curl variations and different, like, push-down variations because they want to get bigger arms. And obviously, you don't want to like uh, give advice where it's not warranted. Like, if somebody asks you advice, mm. then that's fine. But you don't want to just go around the gym and like, you should be doing that, bro. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah, it's like yeah. unsolicited, isn't it? But I think like it almost in my head. I'm like, man, like you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know, if you want to get if you want to get like big arms, you want to get good at doing dips. If you mm. can like if you can whack out like like four four sets of dips, like you know, with, like pretty high reps with your own body weight, mm. that's going to get your triceps like way more jacked mm. than yeah doing yeah, yeah. push downs with like what like 15 kilos or something mm. do you know what I mean yeah for sure you can like go full range of motion down and that you know multiple sets and it feels like, like that would be like a very natural thing as well yeah like, so when functional. you're using your own body yeah. weight because your body unless you're like really really massive and really weak like as in like well really yeah but then that's but that's but like your own just, fault isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i know what i mean by that is like you should be able to shift your own body weight uh yeah, yeah do you yeah, mean like yeah. i'm no, really that, heavy that's what i'm thinking like yeah. you know if you use your own body weight to do exercises that's going to be perfectly yeah uh, like the if weight for you the way i to, see it is you know. if you're really if you're that heavy compared to your strength level then you've obviously mm-hmm. like you need to do a lot of work then to undo that. Mm. Do you know what I mean like you should be as strong as you are heavy? Mm. Do you know what I mean I don't think like to still use your own body weight? Yeah, <laughs> and then it'll, yeah. it'll shift it. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh no, like I'm over sixteen stones, so I can't do like like um. Can I have to get on the ten kilogram pull downs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, no, no. It's like I should be able to like I should be able to move my own body weight because mm. as you said, otherwise then you're not like functional anymore, mm. and then you're not very helpful to people when you have to like help them move house and stuff. Mm. <laughs> How are you, Drew? Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. Never again. <laughs> Never again would I live on a third story flat and <laughs> it's like fifth story or something, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Fifth, it's like yeah, yeah. How many how many stories is that? It's three stair sets, yeah. but they're like two stories each step. Each yeah, 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 so, yeah. So it's like right six six sets of steps, but like each one, yeah, yeah, covers two levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you because it like but, goes goes around a bend, doesn't yeah. it? it? Goes around a corner. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's um, so top floor, but that was car. That, that was, was quite fun, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so basically, well, I don't know if it's fun, but 
It was, <laughs> yeah. I, no, it was, quite, it was tiring because it was super hot, but it was quite yeah, fun, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a nice sort of like, it was a bit novel. Yeah, so Drew's moved house recently, so I helped Drew move house like last Monday and Tuesday. Mm. And yeah, Drew lives right at the top of like a block of flats. And obviously we had to like move his like sofa, like super, super king mm. size bed, like just loads, just loads of loads stuff. Loads of bits it? and bobs. Tables and all it's sorts. It's crazy like when you live in a normal house and you're just on that like bottom mm. level and you've packed everything up like how long it took us to like get everything like down the stairs like mm. you'd have to do it in stages and then in the car and everything and then when you get there it's literally just all done in like 10 minutes yeah like, it was almost like underwhelming how yeah. quickly it took us how, to unload it because uh, yeah. Drew, like drew's moved into a house so obviously mm. like the majority of us packing was but just getting it from his room it was flat down the stair and like down the stairs yeah so like that's what was taking like 90 percent of the time so when we eventually got to where yeah (laughs) so when we eventually got to like where he lives now um and it's just like a house yeah it just obviously because the van was more or less it was like 20 feet from the front door or anything or something but it wasn't like Mm. yeah it was just like it seemed like it was like oh we've already done oh right that's quick yeah it's good workout though Mm. Mm. I said just like almost like sprinting up the steps in between like bringing all this like stuff down yeah very practical workout as well because you knew you had to do it (laughs) yeah oh man yeah good stuff yeah it was quite fun though but yeah again I think stuff like that I mean I wouldn't want to be in a position where I thought like you know it's all fun and games isn't it just like sitting around like eating fast food and stuff but then say like yeah if you have to move house or like your mate asks you to help them move house and then if you just like couldn't do it, or you mm. just felt like you were useless, like or to like, me that would like I'd hate that. Yeah, all like I mean? big like, walks. I love going on like yeah. fat treks and everything. Yeah, and then um, like some you know when you you want to or family visiting or something like that. Yeah, and it's like now nah, well we can't do that, and I'm like oh. Like, yeah, really they, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, you know, like it'd be a nice thing to do together. Get a bit but somebody's just so out. out of shape they literally just can't go for a walk in the woods or something. Yeah, and you're like oh, yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> bit gut, and then you're like oh yeah, you just have to sort of accept it. But you're like that oh. sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to do like all this like physical stuff? You want to walk up the glass and talk, glass and retour with me? Like, like yeah. Like, oh, like no, go to cardiac arrest, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Physical preparedness. Mm. It's called. Um, there was actually like some. Um, like strength and conditioning coaches and stuff use it's what's called GPP and SPP. So um, GPP stands for General Physical Preparedness. So that means like um, strength and conditioning coaches will give you exercises which will just increase your general physical preparedness, which means just giving you exercises that will just in generally make you a more efficient, well-rounded specimen. And then you have SPP, specific physical preparedness. So mm. say I was like coaching like a, a, a young lad that wanted to be a powerlifter, you'd go through like a couple of like um, like phases of, of programming where say I'd give him lots of like GPP, which will just make him like a stronger and more efficient athlete in general. And then you do like SPP. So at the end, if you know, if you're a powerlifting meet, you literally just do like bench, squat, and deads. So mm. then you would literally taper down until you're just doing Specialist until you're just doing bench, mm. squats, and deads. But you at first, no. At first, you want to make sure that you're generally really fit and strong you in like get the trunk like yeah in like every ready. way possible <laughs> do you know what i mean so you'd be thinking right you need to make sure you're strong in every single plane of motion which means like pushing this way pushing this way pushing this way pulling this way pulling this mm. way pulling this way um lateral plane you know so like being strong this way so if you think like you know people that obviously like builders and like gardeners and people that have physical jobs will work with that all the time say that you say you had like a pickup truck and they had like loads of bags of like cement in the back mm. and you were like loading off from the pickup into like a wheelbarrow you had on your right you would have to be strong at lateral 
you know, for like lateral right. side to side strength, mm. which is one thing that a lot of people don't think of even that they go to the no. gym. They'll be like, oh, okay, I need to do like some course or do like some abs or like, some planking. You can or... get the medicine ball and like put it to each side of you, lie on yeah. the floor and do that. Or you could do it stood up. You, yeah. could li- you could literally stand up, pick up like a heavy medicine ball or something and throw it to your left as hard as you can, run to it and then throw it to your right oh, as hard cool. as you can. And then you're getting in some con- good conditioning as well. Mm. You know, because it's like, you know, you're, you're r- having to like run to, back and forth to the ball, but then you're, you're making your muscles work and getting strong mm. like side to side. You know, so you just need to like take yourself through every single plane of motion, you know? Yeah, another, another area I've really struggled with um, always is like shoulders. Like, mm. for some reason, I think... Oh, shoulder mobility is really bad, isn't car, it? Yeah, especially in my left... Uh, a lot weaker in my left side mm. anyway, but, like, even just with nothing. But that range of motion, it's not real... You don't do it that mm. often, like, hands above your head. No. Praise Lord. I wonder <laughs> if it's, like, something to do with you playing the guitar so much or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. Do you know what I mean? My like, shoulders are real... Something real about being, yeah, like... I wonder if that is, like, kind of a common problem. Yeah. Something oh, about having your arm... right like, shoulder blade as well. Like, yeah. Um, or at, at the back there. Because I can imagine always. it will create imbalances because both arms are doing something very different. Yeah. This arm's like this. This arm's almost, like, hunched over. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, it's and carrying the guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. standing up a long time. And you wouldn't think, like, at first you think, nah, surely not, because it's, like, how can it be that bad? But you think, if you're doing it, like, chronically, like Drew has, like, think about the amount of hours that Drew's done that since he was, like... 12 or whatever mm. that's like a long time yeah repetitive because um, there's that the, the lead singer of Trivium Matt Heafy he's like really into his jujitsu, isn't yeah. he yeah and um, he has he has a he's, special yeah kind he's of strap. made himself like a special yeah. strap so that, that it evenly balances the weight across yeah. both of his shoulders because his he back. was starting yeah. to get issues yeah and it's yeah. because he's like obviously as a professional musician he carries around a guitar all the time and even though guitars aren't heavy it's just enough to sort of like throw off over the decades yeah it starts to add up it's funny as well, the one funny little muscle that I've developed from playing guitar, which I never realised about, it's like on this hand, you know this part here? Yeah. If you like clench your fist, that'll be oh, soft. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like generally. Yeah. But on my left hand, that is just pumped. It's Whoa. Like I've, I've got like, a, I've just got a little muscle there that's just like, you know, Do you reckon really it's from hard. down picking? It's from, it's from my left hand from doing... Oh, from... from, from, from uh, yeah. Holding chord shapes and, and uh, like, like, playing. At first, sorry, I thought you meant your right hand. And I was thinking it was weird, as you were telling me, because I thought my left hand seems a bit harder. But no, no, that's because the same as yeah. you. It's probably similar. So your left hand, you develop this muscle just here yeah. because of the strength of, like, you holding yeah. chords and stuff. But then on my right hand, it's just, like, really soft because it's just, like, finger-picking. Yeah. Both <laughs> of mine are quite hard, weird. but my left is definitely harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems a bit more like it's bulging as well when I'm paying attention to it. Mm. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Funny little. That's cool. Yeah, I know that some people look into things like that so much that you can even buy these like little bands and you like go like that with them. Strengthen your fingers. Mm. Yeah, with the idea that you don't want any weak like body parts. And obviously, Mm. usually, like say like um like you're like gripping a barbell. Like one massive thing, say with like deadlifts, is like like grip strength. Mm. You know, especially because like powerlifters can't wear straps. You know, you're not allowed them in competition. Oh, okay. You can in strongman, mm. most strongman competitions, but you're not allowed them in powerlifting. So you have to get like a, you have to have a really strong grip, and you'll achieve that. Like, fine, you don't necessarily have to do like some people like doing specific grip work. You don't have to because you can achieve Just a really good grip using mm. low, low, doing things like deadlifts, but also doing things like farmers farmers walks and also just rows mm. if you do loads of rows and you make sure you take them to failure sometimes you'll get a really strong grip mm. you'll get a real strong grip um, but um, yeah because some people say you know we're a lot of strength athletes are so focused on like the, your crushing grip 
but we almost have no, no strength pushing outwards. Mm. So even yeah, some people even look into it like that, and you can oh, get these little wow. bands where you just like sit there going like that. That's crazy. You can sort of feel it in your forearms a little bit like that. If you start doing that enough, yeah, you can like start feeling it in your forearms. I find it funny as well what you were saying about sloths. How our natural yeah. grip is is to is is open, yeah. and then we and we grip. But sloths' natural is closed. They have to use their have, muscles to, to open to their, their grip. strength to open their grip. Yeah, that's so the like natural thing with that because they it? they sleep on trees, so they yeah. have to like hold the branches overnight. Yeah. <laughs> have you like found like encountered any sort of like weak points or anything like that you find them or like any limitations like what are the sort um, of exercises my grip strength is bad is I it i get really sweaty hands yeah so well just, if you've got, you do. got like good grip then yeah sort of start slipping out your hands more than mm. do you ever use any chalk or anything like that not really you should just buy some liquid chalk you can get really good like liquid chalk and you can literally just use like just a little little yeah. squidge mm. and then it's really good really helpful stick to it a bit more yeah mm. what about sort of like um like exercising that what would you say you're like most natural at sort of you say like I really squatting enjoy squats yeah i love squats yeah i, I love squats. fun as well yeah i think they're real fun i love squatting mm, i absolutely yeah. love squatting it's definitely like, yeah definitely one of my very favorite moves. i love squatting and i love dips for some reason i love doing dips i just love doing dips i like dips yeah i usually like do dips like at least twice a week and two sessions a week i just think you get like so much bang for your buck out, mm. of, out of dips and I just love the fact that all you need is bars as well mm. you get your chest and your triceps and your shoulders so strong you know love doing my dippy dippies hardest one for me is pull ups yeah pull ups a lot of people really struggle pull ups mm. yeah and it's harder yeah. for women in general as well because women have slightly less upper body strength than men mm. you know just due to like hormones essentially like testosterone and stuff and the way that we're like anatomically different so it's like yeah, women really struggle with pull-ups, mm. but most know, people. Yeah, I know Meg would always struggle with like with push-ups and that with her, her wrist strength. Oh, yeah. Or, or like um, you know, like say if well, she, she would does, hurt her wrists to be like that. Yeah, and she does a lot of yoga, so some some of the positions in yoga, it's like uh, almost like a push-up, but then you go on your side. I don't know what it's called, but you're like you're you're like planking almost, but on your side with your wrist mm-hmm. taking your whole body weight and mm-hmm. your upper arms up in the air. Mm-hmm. And she could only do it for a few seconds because, or like her wrist. She, she, she should try doing it on her knuckles her instead. On her knuckles. She should oh, try doing yeah. it on her knuckles instead. Yeah. That's what some people do, you know, with like push-ups and stuff. If they can't, ah, okay. if it hurts them too much to be like that. Mm. Or I know, like some guys are like so, so like heavy and so strong. It's not necessarily because they've got weak wrists, but if you know what I mean, it's like because they're so they're stronger than than their like wrists can handle. handle yeah, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're so heavy. So like some real strong guys will just do them on their mm. knuckles as well. Because it's just anatomically more advantageous, you know what I mean, to be in that in position. Knuckles. Yeah, man. To have your knucks like that. But yeah. What about you, Bullwinkle? Have you been enjoying your little fitness journey? I have. Yeah. I feel like I was definitely more... I, I found my flow. Yeah. And I was going like pretty much every day, bar weekends, hmm. uh, doing like a gym swim sort of thing. So I'd be gymming one day. Yeah, because you love your swimming, other. don't you? Yeah, um, I, I'd like to think of myself as quite a decent swimmer. Mm. So I've been real enjoying going to the pool. But then I went to that festival, obviously, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Where you got lost. Where I got lost, yeah. And then I went to, came back and then went to Greece, just completely out of nowhere. So that was quite fun, but um, it just means that I've not been in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I feel like it just takes a little while to get like back into the rhythm, you know, and and going every day. But uh, I'm sure I'll be back on it like pretty soon. Yeah, you got your you got your supplements now, haven't you? Yeah, your yeah. Your protein enhancements. I've got some creatine as, as well, Uncle which Mark I, calls I ought them. to start taking as well. But. Mate, yeah, take creatine. Do you take creatine then? No. No. 
that's like a, your dad a drug would be in like, my house. Yeah, I was going to say, your dad would be <laughs> nuts about that, <laughs> aren't The thing is, all, the creatine's found in meat, so anybody that eats meat does take in creatine. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's a bit like protein powder, it's just because it's like convenient, you know? And obviously it means you can take it more concentrated. So it's like we all have creatine in our muscles, but when you exercise, it like drains the creatine out. So the mm. idea is if you want to work out the next day, you have some creatine so it will top it back up again. Mm. That's all it is. It's not like, it's not like yeah, it's so funny and people that don't know anything about like su- like mm. sports supplements and that I just think almost like, mm. oh man, yeah, he's taking steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nah, man. Like, don't get me wrong, it does give you like a bit of an ad- like an advantage like compared to not taking it. Mm. But like, it's like nothing. Like As I said, like you can find it in food. Like mm. we all we all take in creatine, and we the same way we all take in protein. So the the idea that like a protein powder or like creatine powder would be like, mm. like have these like crazy supplements. It's like well, it's no different. If you eat a steak, a steak has a lot of creatine in it, and yeah. steak has a lot of protein in it. And I'd go as far to say as like a steak will build muscle better than a protein shake would. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not it's not that like necessarily. Yeah, I know we talked spoken about it a bit before. It's not necessarily that protein powders and things like that are like going to make you hench it's just it's mainly for convenience, convenience yeah. and all, uh, as a way of like topping up your protein so yeah and sp- if you want to get specific things that they that they have specific ingredients like could have yeah. extra bits and bobs in like yeah yeah and yeah it just makes it easier doesn't it so mm. i mean say if like, you know like a lot of people are busy and stuff like that you know if you've if you get to the end of your day and you're like oh you know i probably haven't had enough enough cre- um protein today have a protein shake before bed and that just like tops you up and mm. if you're like really physically active and you like love training it's like one of your biggest hobbies and that's like massively advantageous i i used to really like it after workout as well it's like it's like a little treat yeah like a like a you know um Mm. before you've worked up a massive appetite where you're gonna have a big hench meal just having a protein shake just after yeah a little bit after is like a nice it was for me it was because they would they taste pretty nice as well oh yeah man if you get a good one yeah Mm. nice little chocolate whey protein with some creatine Mm. chucked in and then it's like boom you know get that down your neck and then i think i can have a nice shower and that cook my dinner mm. and I'm sorted then you know, and then also you're getting that process of rebuilding going because the main reason why you want to take in protein is just to repair you know that's like it's like they're like the building blocks of your body protein so it's like when you work out you're tearing your muscles down essentially and then they need to be repaired and they need you need protein to do that so you need to make sure your body's getting enough for, like protein because let's face it as well it's like it's protein isn't just for your muscles you need to make sure you're getting in enough because a large percentage of it is going to be going around for the rest of your body mm. you know all of your internal organs need protein you know to function all the cells in your body do so you need to make sure that you're taking enough not just to like adequately serve all of your internal organs and stuff like that but then if you're like doing things like weight training all the time you need to make sure that you're efficiently you know if you were actually like into you know you actually actively want to improve you need to make sure you're getting in enough to rebuild your muscles otherwise you're actually probably going to regress and actually get weaker rather mm. than get stronger you know like diet is actually like more important than actually like the training itself in that regard oh man this is like a bit different than normal isn't it yeah normally getting we're talking about like taking training, it all in, baby. normally we're talking about like gnomes and stuff yeah <laughs> like spe- like genital facts yeah. <laughs> astronomy I like I like it switching up. Mm. Do it, man. Yeah, we'll listen to some tracks now, and then when we come back, it's time for Quickfire Facts. Facts. Pandora's box is about to open wide, really wide, super wide. I love that sweeper. I'm so so glad that you got that. Drew's Drooper is completely to thank for that. Yeah, shout out to the bearable bull for that's an awesome bearable bull. The bearable bull on his crypto. 
Thanks to everyone for joining us this evening. I hope you're all having a lovely, lovely, sweet, sultry evening out there, whatever you're doing. Um, also, thanks to my cousin Emma for joining us this evening. Um, it's time for... Quickfire Facts! It's nice. that time of the day where we just ring out, ring off, loads quick of quickfire facts. facts. Alrighty. Did you know that several times over the course of human history we have been an endangered species? Ooh. About 1.2 million years ago, at a time when our ancestors were spreading through Africa, Europe and Asia, there were probably only around 18,500 individuals capable of breeding. Which is crazy. That's like less 18, than the population. 000. That's like less than the population of Bridgewater. And then imagine Whoa. that that's like the entire world. And mm. Bridgewater is not even like a particularly big what, town. What do you mean by capable of breeding? Just like in the right age? Yeah. Yeah. People that were capable, yeah. Or would it be that they, were, they had some weird like yeah. in- infertile? Many, like, yeah, several, whatever reason, mm. whether it's disease, age, whatever. Mm. It's just there were only 18,500 individuals capable of breeding. That's crazy. And they pulled it back. Yeah. So, uh, so majority all, of people all, will be. Well, everyone, well, we everyone come yeah, comes from those people. 18 and a half thousand. Yeah, we all descend from that. That's 1.2 million years ago. Humans faced another population bottleneck where the human population was reduced to less than a thousand total, a thousand, just a thousand people around 70,000 years ago. So only 70,000 years ago, the human population went down to less than a thousand due to a super volcano explosion in Indonesia, which triggered a worldwide nuclear winter. So, Whoa. so not only are we all originated from the eighteen and a half thousand, one point two million years ago, everyone alive today comes from those less than a thousand people. Just less than so a thousand. At what point does incest become weird? Um, the worse it gets, essentially. I know, that, <laughs> I know. I know that's a really vague answer, but I mean, I think you know. Um, obviously, you want your gene pool to be as big as possible, mm. but clearly from that, we know that you can have just under a thousand people yeah. and still successfully breed, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Egyptians were notoriously really mm. malformed mm. And, and, like, deformed and stuff because of the fact that they used a lot of yeah, inbreeding. Yeah, it was, like, part of their culture a bit, wasn't it? Especially with yeah. the higher echelons of society. Well, they thought that they were keeping their... Yeah, the oh, bloodline. Yeah, like, yeah. Pure. pure. Pure and strong, but that's just weird. That was the case of, like, a lot of, sort of, royal families, like, across the world, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, so yeah, but it, it wasn't pure. as bad as the Egyptians, but, mm. I mean, even, like, up to, like, 100 years ago, like, people would have been loosely related. It wasn't like savagely related people weren't like marrying their sisters and stuff mm. like that but like say all the european families were like related so mm. say like um say like you might have like a daughter which would uh, marry and marry say like the king of the king of denmark mm-hmm. but then say like the king of denmark's like grandma might be your relative mm. might might be like yeah. your great aunt yeah. or something do you know what i mean yeah. because as i said they all used to sort of to keep allegiance is strong and stuff mm. like you would marry off your daughter to say royalty in germany and then they would or to royalty in denmark or to royalty in france whatever or to royalty in russia mm. i mean obviously quite obviously queen elizabeth's father in that i mean Tsar nicholas ii in in russia and um like king george in england and what was the other one uh it was the austro-hungarian guy wasn't it Anyway, they were all cousins. They were mm. all first cousins. So they were all related. But at the same time, you know. Mm. Those 1,000 people must must have had to been popping out quite a few quite a few babies to keep it going. Well, yeah. I mean, well, think though. I mean, think how quickly, um, for anybody that's ever done sort of like ancestry on the internet or anything like that, it mm. quickly can get very confusing. Because mm. if you think about it, right, you know, you've got your mum and dad. But then they've got both got a mum and dad. 
So that's mm-hmm. instantly like, you know, just double, double, four. double, 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 double. But then they've double. all got a mum and dad. Mm. So then that suddenly becomes eight. Mm. But they've all got a mum and dad. So that's 16. Yeah. And then before you yeah. know it, it doesn't take long before you go back and you're like, oh my God, there's like freaking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I'm all related to these people, but it's hard to keep track. Mm. Yeah, but most of the time, like, obviously not with everyone. Like, if people have got loads of kids, then it might actually branch out. But it kind of comes in a family tree this direction to where it becomes you. But I've, I think this makes sense. So I'm going to keep going with it. But if it was like everyone was everyone's family tree was just getting bigger, surely it would almost come like sort of that way. But it is going that way. But you're just Always. not thinking about it that way because you're thinking about it in like yeah, a very, I suppose from your own. You're thinking about it from a very specific perspective. But every say like you're not the only result of like say like the sixteen people that yeah, are like true, your great grandparents. Do you know what I mean? True. Because they all had. You're, for a start, you might have siblings yourself, mm. and then you might have uncles and aunties that have also. You know, you all have cousins. Mm. And each of them might say have two kids. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And even if one of them don't have any kids or only have one kid, well, then you might have another cousin that's had four kids. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So on the whole, the population is always getting bigger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Abnormally bigger. It does make sense. But I know what you mean. You were almost like thinking of it as like if you were the product of the family tree. and You were thinking of it like that, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you know that you can always see your nose, but your brain learns to ignore it? Oh, I have heard that. Yeah. I've heard that apparently if you think about nothingness, nothingness is not black. <laughs> it's like the portion uh, of Nothingness your nose. is a nose. <laughs> exactly. Nothingness you can't see it. There's nothing there. You can't see it. Nothingness is not nothingness. Nothingness is a giant nose. Oh, no, it wasn't that, actually. It wasn't that. It was... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Actually, no, it was smarter than that. It was... um, If you close both your eyes, you see darkness. Mm. If you close one of your eyes, you see nothingness in one and stuff in the other. Because you don't actually see <laughs> <laughs> what? Ball wing the makes sense. What you mean? You don't see black. You don't see black if you close one of your eyes. I do. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what you see black? If yeah, you close I see one... black behind one of my eyes. Do you? <laughs> well, from the eye that's closed, yeah. Yeah. No. What? You... <laughs> no. What? No. I'm outraged. <laughs> you're I telling me. Like you're a telling tiny me. bit of my nose and a black peripheral. Yeah. So if I shut my right eye, I can see a bit of my moustache, my left nostril and, and some black weirdness and i can see some black in my right eye mm. i think i can just kind of see like less yeah i, I can't really see any black. well of course you're gonna see less mate <laughs> you've only got 50 percent of your full vision I, I can't really see any black though i don't, I I don't think <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not that i can focus on oh, at least. the holy baby bullwinkle <laughs> thanks for the laughs man that's all right that's all right i'm here all week <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that breathing pure oxygen for more than 16 hours can lead to irreversible lung damage, damage to the retinas in your eyes, and eventually even cause death? You might think that breathing 100% pure oxygen would be what's best for your body, but obviously we've evolved to like filter out the oxygen from all of the air we breathe, and mm. actually pure oxygen can end up becoming toxic to you eventually. Essentially, oh. essentially. Obviously, it's good, say, if people have passed out or something, it's good to have brief mm. oxygen. To sort of like help you know get the oxygen yeah, into lungs. Yeah, because oxygen tanks isn't mixed with other stuff. It is just pure no, it's, oxygen, it is pure it? oxygen. Yeah, yeah so but you can like you can yeah. have a little bit of it. Or not. say if like you've got a really bad like lung condition or something like that, then it's good to have like limited amounts of pure oxygen in. But that's almost like just to keep you alive briefly. I think it just goes back to almost like that old saying, isn't it? It's like more is not better. Yeah, would you know? it feel like sharper? Yeah, because if you think when you go in like a forest, the air almost feels a bit sharper and it's really nice. <laughs> But so you're like, you're like, oh, don't breathe in too yeah. hard. I, I, I just think this forest smells lush. 
Well, never... yeah, it's because it's all the pine and that. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, do you not do you not think the air quality just feels like a lot nicer if you're like yeah, out and nice. yeah, yeah, that's I what would, I mean. I but I'd say, say it's a bit like though. sharper. It's a bit yeah. like more crisp, mm. if that makes sense. Maybe crisper is a, mm. is a better word. Yeah, I'd say cri- it's real. It's because of all the trees knocking out. Yeah, but I guess if it was like fully oxygen, then maybe that's when it go from like being crisp to being sharp. I feel like you were breathing in razor blades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it can literally cause irreversible lung damage—that's savage. Like irreversible. And the fact that it can cause damage to the retinas in your eye. That's weird, isn't it? Like, you would think, like, how would that... Why would it affect my eyes? That's like the breathwork stuff that you were doing at the festival the other day. And you were saying that, like, that that was, like... It was almost, like, brought the darkness into your eyes and you sort of, like... Yeah, it's tripping balls, man. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's... it's, I don't know whether that's too much oxygen or or something that it Mm. actually does to your brain. Mm. Or it... Yeah, like... um, because it's the same with Wim Hof as well. <laughs> I don't even know why that was funny, but it's <laughs> yeah, bless me. Yeah, because it's the same. Bless with, you, man. Bless you, man. <laughs> Thank you. It's the same with, with like Wim Hof with the breathwork as well. It like just sends like loads of oxygenated blood around your body, like it would with a workout, but without actually working out. So you're just getting yeah. your blood pumping, mm. but just without moving your body. That's a bit like um, the idea behind both cold baths and and like hot baths as well. Is the idea that it's almost like or, and saunas as well. Your body almost like thinks that you're working out. Mm. So like having saunas has really good effects on your cardio and apparently actually really long-term benefits for your heart mm. just having soreness because it raises your heart rate when you get hot mm. and your body does, can't differentiate between the difference between your heart raising because you're doing exercise or doing a sauna crazy, so for lazy people that's like the best information ever yeah mm. you can't be bothered I to work out love a good just have saunas all the time mm. Mm. is that why boxers go in saunas a lot before they're fight? I know part no. of it is to like cut weight yeah I was going to say that's quick. more to get rid of water weight because obviously you sweat out so much yeah but I, yeah Maybe maybe that's like part of the reason as well to like boost your cardio a little bit while doing nothing. I mean, it's all good. Yeah, it? it's all good, dude. It's all good. This is a cool fact. There was a mummy called the Lady Di, who not not to be confused with Lady Diana, um, who died in one six three BC. She is considered the best preserved mummy in the world. Upon her discovery, she still had moist, soft skin, lips that could move when you touched them. I was going to do it then for some reason, but that was just <laughs> un- unnecessary. I was just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> like really weird <laughs> for anyone that's uh, just listening on the radio we're just I'm just moving my, my just lips caressing his lips movable lips intact organs and veins with small amounts of type A blood in them she also still had distinct fingerprints whoa that's quite cool isn't it the mysterious 120 ton boulder walls of the ancient fortress in Sacsayhuaman Peru <sighs> have survived thousands of years even through intense earthquakes which have shattered buildings close by. In part, this is because they fit together with such precision Mm. that you can't fit a piece Mm. of paper between them. Obviously, Drew knows a lot about this, I know. Um, Being uh, a man of the Peru. I just remember going there and I Mm. thought it was called Sexy Woman. (laughs) Has anyone been to Sexy Woman? (laughs) Yeah, I thought people were... Sexy Woman? Sexy Woman? And I'm like, you're what? like, man, you're like yeah, thinking yeah, they're being all dodgy yeah, in that. Yeah, but they just want to take me to. Yeah, like, I didn't realise in the red light district. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I just wanted to go see some cool, like. Yeah, I want to see those you know, monuments. Paper yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. It does literally when you say it like that, though. It does like yeah, like Sacsayhuaman. That's like how you say it, like Sac It's like S A C S A Y H U A M A N. Sacsayhuaman. Would you like to go see Sacsayhuaman? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool. 
Like, you going that way or that way? Oh, sorry, mate. I actually, I just want to go check out this cool monument in Peru. Sacsayhuaman. No, man. No, no. I want to go to... What have I told you, man? I want to go check out this cool monument. Sacsayhuaman. 200 souls. Sacsayhuaman. I like the idea of you think that this guy is getting increasingly more aggressive with you, just trying to force you to go see a sexy woman. No, look, I just want to come here on this little spiritual journey, man. monument. Stop trying to take... know how they did that to the stones. Yeah, stop trying to take me to sexy women. Jesus. That is proper architecture, though. To, oh. like, keep... Well, it's a mystery, keep man. preserved for that long. 120 tons. Damn. People yeah. don't know how they've done it. They're literally, like, impervious to, to earthquakes. That's how... That's how insanely mm. well-built they in, are. In Cusco and... Um, uh, where you can go to, from, like, Machu Picchu and everything, mm. some of the rocks there, like... In, in Cusco, it was... Um, half of them were taken down when the Spanish came and built on top of the city. Yeah. They, like, basically knocked the top half down, built on top of it, but you should see how, like, rubbish it looks compared to the actual foundations, which mm. is still all of those mm. rocks where mm. it's all been... But someone was talking about it there, and they were set, saying the process about how they would make these rocks so smooth and so precise, and it was literally, like, um, someone's job to um, have another stone, and he was showing us the process of it, and they would just, like, rub the stone. Stones. They'd just like be rubbing mm. and rubbing oh, like, and almost rubbing, like, so almost, like, sanding. They're foiling to each yeah, other but with another stone. Yeah, uh, and um, I don't know if it was the same kind of stone or it was a different kind of stone, like a more. But it was one. literally like they would do it day and night for years. Whoa. Like that was like it was like a constant job. So some people it was like and your lifetime's job was to just yeah, mold this one stone. Yeah, that's and they would awesome. build these insane cities and everything. That's dedication, or, or, man, for, isn't it? That's what mm. I mean. And it's like back then it was like such like a sacred act of actually building these um yeah these structures and everything that they would just spend like the, the the servants would just spend their whole time doing it you know mm. i think like sometimes as well like nowadays we're such like creatures of um like Ease. low attention span mm. like most people nowadays if like something's gonna take more than like 10 minutes to figure them out they're like oh no nah, screw it yeah. yeah, the idea that you'd like dedicate your whole entire life just to like filing down a rock. rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like but that's, that's how my it life's was so worth. Perfect. Yeah, you know? mm. like you yeah, can, it took that amount of dedication, like precision, to do it. It's I got a lot of respect for that in a way. Mm. I think if I had like, if I had infinite money, I'd like to build like a new wonder of the world. Oh yeah, like just some crazy yeah. building just out in the middle of like nowhere. The only thing with stuff like that up. is like <laughs> you also up, need yeah. time. You know, like those yeah. things. How long yeah. it would have taken for those cities to be built and hundreds of years? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, feel like that we'd, we'd be able to make that quicker now, though. Like, how long did the Burj Khalifa take to build? I mean, mm. a good example of a, of a building that's taken hundreds of years to build is the. Uh, the Sagrada Familia. Oh, yeah. Which is like, yeah. that is meant to be like perfection of architecture. Mm. And that's why it's taken so long. But then yeah. you look at like other buildings that just sprout up in, in you know. Who was mm, the architect for that again? Gaudi. Uh, Gaudi. Gaudi, yeah. But yeah. It, it went so long, the building, that it went through like multiple different people. And is it even finished now? Their, no. So it's 20, still not 2030 finished. it's meant to finish. Really? But, uh, Do you know like when it started being built? It was like hundreds of years ago. I'll search it up, but it was a long time. It was a mm. long enough time that people, multiple people spent their life's work building it. Yes, in or, Spain, or planning it? the architecture. Yeah, in it's Barcelona. In yeah, have you been there? Yes. Have you? Yeah, That's so cool. The most like crazy building that I've ever been in. Yeah. Like, the whole, it's, it's very not notorious. Even, so underneath the ground is where the church is. Yeah. And then 
up, ago, up above is like a new version of the church right. but they don't really even use that version it's like the underground bit which is the bit that they actually mm. use for like the ceremonies oh, and really? stuff that people go into for the cathedral That's so but cool. it's like it's one of the most beautiful buildings it, the whole of Barcelona is all like that though I really want to get into as well I was watching this podcast about Greek uh, architecture and like mythology and, and mathematics and geometry and mm. all of that kind of stuff and how it was like built so much into their culture and into their architecture yeah. Like geometry roles, like sacred geometry, and they're, they're, there's the same. Have you ever heard like the, cir- the? I don't know what it's called. It's something to do with like the circle in the square, mm. and it's where the circumference of a circle and the outline of a square, it, they're both exactly the same. Uh, exactly the same. Like, sign, right? Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> exactly the sign, right? Exactly the sign, right? Um, but it's a practice to do it, and and and. Greek ancient Greek people would like would do it as mm. like almost like a meditation mm. it's like with only a ruler or only some like you know a ruler and a compass only a ruler and a compass you draw a square and you draw a circle and they were supposed to have the exact same like circumference or whatever as each other and that was like supposed to have been like mathematically like perfect that's yeah. so cool. and they build that kind of geometry into their architecture but that seems like something that we've lost a bit yeah. but it was like you know these whole um whole lifetimes dedicated to studying like mathematics mm. in a way that they see it as a um like a like a way of um a way of life like, yeah like like thinking like uh like like polymath means uh, the study of many things like if you break mm. down the Mm. Term, like etymology of it or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like it's just I was like, that's so interesting it's not yeah. really built like that anymore and I thought I'd want to learn more about maths that was something <laughs> that I found, found like really sad when going to Zanti was sort of I went and it was my first time going to Greece and I definitely will have to go again almost to like change this opinion because I went and I was like oh I'm going to the mighty Greece like the mm. ancient Greece you know maybe maybe it will still be like quite cool quite historical even Mate, though even is. though I know the bit that I was going to was going to be sort of like a party island mm. sort of place and I was almost like, I hope even though there's that, there's still kind of like ancient stuff around that I can go and check out. But there just wasn't. Like, it mm. it, it seemed so almost run down where we were sort of staying. Did it? That it almost made me a bit sad. Yeah, it wasn't like run down in the sense where it was like rubble everywhere. But it was just run down to the point where it was everything was like either, everything was for tourists. Like yeah, for yeah, tourists yeah, that yeah. just wanted to go and get a cocktail. Mate, dude, there and, are loads of cool stuff you can go see. Yeah, I want to mm. go to Athens. I was going like, to say, if you want to change my opinion, I was going to say you should go to Athens. I think it'd probably be the best place if you want to. Yeah, because there's obviously there's still old like pan- like Greek built pantheons and stuff. Yeah, like, I definitely, I'm definitely under the impression that if I went to Athens, it would completely change my yeah. opinion. That's and, why like, I really need to go and now. Stuff. Yeah, you can still like go to yeah, old auditoriums and stuff where they used to do like plays and things. I think there's something about architecture which really just does it for me. Like I love architecture. I'd love all to go see, like, the, the Roman Colosseum and stuff, Oh, you know? man, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, Italy's one of my favourite countries to go to. I haven't actually been to Rome. I've been to several other places in Italy. I've mm. been to Sorrento. I've been, been to Tuscany. But, yeah, I'd love to go to, uh, I'd love to, go to Rome. Mm. See all the yeah. old, like, you know, like, um, statues of, like, emperors and go to the Colosseum and stuff like yeah. that. Did and you realise as well that um, Leonardo da Vinci, like, mm. visited before he died mm. he visited egypt mm. and then after um he visited egypt all his last paintings after that had like hit like hidden messages in the paintings about like like about egypt 
No. Whoa. Because no, no. you Never know, it's like that. Egypt is supposed to be like a center of like ancient knowledge and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like yeah, like Leonardo da Vinci visited it, and then he was like encoding some of these messages in his paintings. That's and so things. cool. Mm. And it was super cool. And apparently there was actual like a secret society still there, um, up until like the the forties, um, where the Nazis. Mm. Um, got in and basically destroyed it in Egypt yeah and it was called like the Da Vinci something and it was do you know what I mean it was like still like like a little cult yeah like a like a little group of people yeah a group of people that had been since the time of Da Vinci that had been keeping this um, information man I'm going to have to look that up yeah it's so interesting yeah that sounds awesome I'm going to have to look that up and talk about it more on the pod Mm. Uh, another little fact for you did you know that Dover Castle is the largest in England there are over three miles of secret wartime tunnels snaking deep into the cliff, and many of these tunnels are still undiscovered. That's cool. <coughs> I love those tunnels. Yeah, baby. Actress Rose Leslie, who played Egret in Game of Thrones, who's also goes out with um, what's Jon Snow's name in real life? Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Um, Kit Harrington. That's Kit it. Kit Harrington. Yeah, so they're actually together in real life. She grew up in Lickleyhead Castle. Her family's. 15th century ancestral seat in Aberdeen, Scotland. She is a descendant of Charles II. I knew that she lived in a castle. Actually, I remember um, seeing like a little interview a while back. Actually, and Kit Harrington said it was mental because when she he f- first went back to like place, obviously you don't expect to go back to like a castle. Mm. So Which actress cool. is this? Uh, Leslie Rose, who plays Egret. You know, like you know nothing, Jon Snow. Ah, oh, she's so cool. She's yeah, like, she's like one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah, she's like directly descendant. She's a direct descendant of Charles II, King Charles um. II, and she's like. Her family still live in like their ancestral like royal home in Aberdeen in Scotland, so which is cool. just a fat castle. Nice. She just like grew up in a castle. Whoa! Did you know that Malbork Castle in Poland is the largest castle in the world, and it was built by the Teutonic Order of Knights? Mm. That's pretty cool, isn't they it? They should build more castles. When was the last time you saw a castle getting built? Well, they don't really have any purpose nowadays. It would just be cool. It would be cool, but like, like if no- I was rich, I'd rather live in a castle than like a. Yeah, More but the whole point is, I like, think before before obviously we had like air force and stuff like that. Mm. Castles were like really good because basically it's like if people couldn't Stop get the cavalry. in, then there was no way of them beating you. Whereas mm. now, obviously, you could just drop a fat bomb inside the castle yeah. and it just destroy yeah. everything. So it was like almost like pointless mm. because obviously they take a lot of time to build and like a lot of money and stuff mm. and a lot of mining. Think about all that, all that stone you need to build mm. a build a castle. It's like if you're going to spend like ten years building a massive castle and then you think that like a load of bombers can just like just destroy it into rubble instantly. It's not really that much point. Scientists aren't really sure why, but chopping wood increases testosterone production by forty six point eight percent. Oh yeah, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Literally, you can in- chopping wood. <laughs> you can increase your testosterone by forty six point eight percent for a small amount of time just by chopping wood. We all know, we like, we already know that like doing exercise in general and sport has like a good effect on your hormones or make your hormones more balanced but also increase like yeah testosterone production and that but um compared soccer only raises it by 17 percent so football mm. as we are english football yeah football only raises it at 17 percent but chopping wood will raise it by 46.8 <laughs> that's quite that's quite a drastic drastic Im- yeah. improvement isn't it so you know if you're into your weight training you don't even need to take gear just to go chop a load of wood mm-hmm. and it's like get a good workout at the same time hugging somebody for 20 seconds or more um, will instantly make that person trust you more for how many mm. seconds 20, 20 seconds, seconds or more 
This is because of the release in oxytocin that is shared between you both during that hugging experience. Yeah, I do love that. Like when you think there's all, you know, you could, you think so many things with your mind, mm. but there's just natural things. I always feel it like when I go for a mm. walk in the woods and stuff, we talked about it before, like mm. there's something about hearing the birds, walking through a load of trees, being completely mm. in nature that does something to your body, like that resets it different to when you're just in the middle of a city and i think it's stuff like that like mm. biological things that happen like yeah you just hug hug someone 20 seconds that'll All release chemicals, this like yeah, chemical oxytocin, hormone and, yeah. and everything and, and it just has this effect physically on you and uh, you know yeah. not just it's not just your mind i you think know? as well like normally when you hug somebody you hug someone for like a second or two mm. and then it's almost like you naturally pull away and then you feel like if you do it any longer than that maybe it starts getting a bit awkward but then it's like i think i feel you like once past the awkwardness I feel, yeah i feel like once you've been doing it it might be awkward <laughs> up to like 10 seconds and after that you just are like comfortable with it and then like actually this is just quite nice yeah and then you yeah. can just hug someone for I, ages. I remember on one of like the first retreats i went to in in ireland and some of the exercises that you would do as a group and it would be like really uncomfortable I'm like, I, I, just before I'm like I don't want to do this I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this I'm, I'm, I'm not going around like you do this static dance walk through the room have a dance and then and then stop and just look at that person in the eyes and then just stay there just looking at that person in the eyes and then the next foot and then you go and do it again I'm like I don't want to do something like that but it's I love so the fact that how- it's even called ecstatic dance <laughs> I just think that is the funniest thing like it's a, it's a dance and it's ecstatic ecstatic you're going to be ecstatic but yeah and, and another one was um, when we were sitting down and we were like sitting in front of each other just different like like partners people and you'd be staring in their eyes but you just had to yeah just lock their gazes and and um, and you were imagining <laughs> that it was <laughs> You, you were, imagine that you were cuddling. You were, you were, the, the, you were yeah. 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 No, this one was something to do. It was like to do with like a child, like looking back on the the child in that person. Oh. You know what I mean? Or, oh no, sorry, it was yourself as a child. You you had to look at the other person like they like were you, you were a as a child. So it's a bit of a That's weird a bit concept. Weird. Do you know what I mean? But like. Um, that's and really hard. I can't look at you like I was when I was a child. No, I can look no. at you imagining that I was a child, but it's but not that you were me as a child. Yeah, that just seems yeah. really weird. It it was it was strange, but I remember I remember like really not wanting to do it because you don't know these people. And I'm like I'm just gonna stare in the eyes of this person for like that. Pretending long. that you're really a little heart lapudlian. Yeah, pretending that they're a little hard about me. That's not the most important part of it. The weirdest thing was the eye, just the eye gazing completely for like that long. I tried to make it really intense and freaky. But it was like so (laughs) strange. It was so strange how like how like not weird it was. You know, yeah, like, yeah, sorry. What you're saying about <laughs> like the 10 seconds thing after it'll, it'll like it'll be weird for like then and then it like is not. Mm. It was just so crazy how not weird and how natural and mm. how beautiful it was. Yeah, because mm. it's like you you just almost like you you connect to that person like really intimately like on a deep like in a deep way mm. and you don't know them but you think how can you do that with someone that you don't even know but it, mm. and, it, and how is it not weird but it just wasn't and it was like no. really beautiful and I remember just being like I've just been really kind of like ah, I think it's I nice. think the only reason you think it's weird <laughs> it's the thought of it's it it's the thought that the other person's thinking it's weird yeah, yeah. and you remove once you remove that it's not weird for anyone no do you know it's I mean? just like this, like weird, like shared. I was gonna say weird then, but not weird. This <laughs> not weird shared experience. You can well, have. it's weird because it's not weird. Yeah, and then another one was like um, this guy who was like a boxer, yeah. and he was like a like, and I was like, oh, definitely don't want to just look in this boxer's eyes for like for like five minutes mm. or whatever. 
But it was like... But then he just gave you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that as well. And it was like... And I remember... He, and, it, and, he, and he was looking a bit awkward at first and that. And then oh, all of a sudden, like, we dropped into it. And then he just went... Oh... So much love. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really oh, good. I love like, you could see, like, break so through. So much love. So much love. Oh, I love and that. I was just like, that oh, was brilliant. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. So much love, dude. That is so good, man. Did he catch you off so guard good. a little bit when he went, oh. I, It made me laugh. It was just oh. hilarious, but, like, in a real funny way that wasn't weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's so good. Researchers have found that what we smell when we are asleep directly influences our dreams. <laughs> For instance, <laughs> what's so funny, guys? Dutch <laughs> oven. <laughs> Oh, God, for sorry. instance, <laughs> for instance, the positive smell of a rose will produce positive dreams, while the negative smell of rotten eggs produces bad dreams. Mm. Remember, I heard that before, actually, and um, I've got some nice little like. Um, Nice little um, like essential oils they got in Star Child in Glastonbury. Mm. They just they smell good, don't oh, they? Oh yeah. And like, every now and again, I'd like you know whenever I like change my bed or something, I just like flick some on my bed sheets just because mm. you know like some lavender or pine. Those mm. are my two favourites. Like, pine's probably my favourite. Makes you feel like you're like sleeping in a nice little forest or something. Mm. And uh, but ever since I found that out, I do it almost like, every night now. Mm. Oh nice. Real. You don't want to be wasting time having like weird dreams. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, wasting time. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean because you might think like that sleep time. Well, you know you might have like a busy day. The yeah, next day, know what you, mean. you know, like, and then you're like, oh, you know, I want, want to make sure I'm well rested. You don't want to be wasting half of that no. night, like, sweating because you're having yeah. some psychotic dream, do you? You know, yeah, no. Meg's got this real nice, like, pillow mist, spray, it's pillow as spray, well. like, yeah, but it's like all made out of essential oils, and but it just gives bergamot. it bergamot, yeah, bit of bergamot, bit of bit lemon, of bergamot, bit of lemon bar. I dreamt last mm. night that I was in like a world championship for a crossword game. Oh, nice. And that was quite like a cool. That was kind of cool. I can't on the, on the that is hilarious, man. It was a bit weird though. I remember like losing, and everyone was like getting really angry in the crowd. <gasps> Boom! Yeah. What? Because you were like the chosen one. Maybe they were such I fans of you. I, it's very like I can never remember my dreams that like clearly. I don't really I know can't how either. Can. If you can remember that one, it's an important one. Yeah, to remember. true. Like, I do always think that dreams are telling you something. It's your subconscious telling you're right, you something. You're right. You, you need know, to get into competitive crosswording. No, maybe, no, man, that maybe. could be, you know, because I do believe the different parts of your dreams are just parts of yourself as well. <laughs> so, like, the crowd is, like, you, the part of yourself that's, like, judging yourself for not doing or the ang- best. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, you, if you've lost that, yeah. that championship and, then everyone's, and everyone's angry, getting angry, that's, like, you getting your, uh, angry at yourself for, like, mm. not doing, do you not feel winning. Like, do you, you feel like I mean? we're all angry at you, man? Maybe, not, man. No. Maybe. <laughs> I actually, do you know what I actually reckon it was? You're the I was on the, plane to, on the plane to Greece the entire time. I, I didn't have much phone charge on my phone. Right. So I just listened to music and I sat there and I can't sleep on planes. So right. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to sort of people watch. And there was this girl in front of me, like to the right. And she literally just sat there the entire time for like a three hour, three and a half hour flight just doing crosswords. And oh, I was right. watching it the entire time. So that's probably where, where the that crossword, bit of it stemmed the from. The specific crossword mm. thing yeah. came in, right? Yeah. Right. Then there's a condition called orthosomnia, where people are so obsessed with getting good night's sleep that they will lose sleep over it. <laughs> that's ironic, isn't it? That's ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, you're just like so worried. I beg, I beg, I get oh, sleep that you get I've so I definitely sh- reckon I've done that before. Oh, yeah. I think everyone does it sometimes. Yeah. I hate it when you uh, you go past that point oh, of not sleeping. Past point when, of return. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, The worst thing is, is when you start thinking like, okay, it's like six and a half hours, so mm-hmm. I've got to get up. And then you're like, 
It's five and a half hours so I got a gap. And oh, then I've man. done it, like I did it a couple of weeks back and I ended up having three and a half hours sleep. Do you remember <sighs> I told you? That's and I think savage. it's because I got in that weird zone mm-hmm. where I just couldn't sleep. Yeah. And it was like stressful, man. Yeah. I just got, it just it's, became it's too stressful. you start panicking, you're like, oh God, time's ticking. Like well, but, I've, got but, to, I've got to fall asleep now. I think, it's one, I think once it had gotten less than like six hours, by that point I was just stressed because I knew that oh, the next day I was going to be tired. And that yeah. stress caused me to have so much cortisol in my body. Mm. That's like the stress hormone cortisol. Mm. That it's like I was too wired. I was too yeah, wired, wired like, not to tired. sleep, which is what you don't want to be. So I was like mm. physically exhausted, but my brain was wired because I was stressed that I knew I was going to be tired, mm. which is really annoying, isn't it? There's a tribe in Uganda called Banyankoli, ah. which allow the bride's aunt to sleep with the groom of their niece before marriage as confirmation of the groom's potency and virility in the bedroom. <laughs> That's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> the bride's aunt also takes on the responsibility of making sure that the bride has defended her virginity before the marriage is consummated. How would she even do that, though? Do you know what I mean? Well, your aunt's just going to come everywhere with you and just make sure that you're not bumping uglies with people. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, like, how would she... Do you know what I mean? Like, that, surely that's going to invade your privacy a bit. It'd be a bit like, what, like when you go into bed at night and your aunt's just there, like, <laughs> watching you. You're like, can you, like... Go away, stay in the yeah. aunt's house uh, we, for the years away? leading up to your marriage. Yeah, it's a bit weird though. And, and then, right at the end of that, if that's not annoying enough, then she goes and bloody has sex with your <laughs> with your fiance. You're not allowed to, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just to confirm that he's really like virile and <laughs> uh, and good in the sack. Weird. That, I've got to show it? him a few tips. <laughs> I wonder what you're going to say then. <laughs> 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 There's a tribe in Thailand called the Mokan tribe that have developed perfect underwater vision in oh, salt nice. water. They do this by constricting their pupils and changing the shape of their eye lens, just like dolphins and seals have evolved to do. They use this ability to perfectly hunt for fish, clams and shells That's underwater. So cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, That's so good. Face. That is cool, isn't it? That's a good yeah, one. it just shows like yeah. <clears throat> the malleability of, of uh, oh, human That's a good one. Although some water, I don't think I'd want to have my eyes open in. Yeah, like, like in like real canal murky, water. like yeah. Or yeah. when we went to Greece, we went in these like sulfur caves, mm. but oh, it just burn. smelt like rotten eggs. It was awful. Maybe like yeah. one of the grossest. It was such a beautiful cave. You as don't well. want stinky eggy eyes. No, do you? exactly. But I feel like that that water would ruin your eyes. Like yeah, you say. that would suck. Wouldn't it? That would yeah. suck definitely. Does, there, does anybody here remember Jill Dando? You Emma and Bullwinkle are probably too young. Yeah. Do you I remember Jill Dando? Them. Ironically, she was the presenter for the show Crime Watch on BBC right. when we were younger, right? And it's like unfor- it's like a really sad, ironic tale. So obviously, like, for years, her job was, you know, on Crime Watch, there'd be all these, like, unsolved murders and things like that and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of Crime Watch, they always used to say, like, you know, if you have any details, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, if you think you have any information, then Call ring the show number, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Obviously, this is, like, way before the internet and stuff. Anyway, you know, like... In an unfortunate and ironic turn of events, she was murdered during her time as host for the show. Crime Watch then did an episode reconstructing her murder, and a suspect was convicted. However, the suspect's conviction was overturned. He was acquitted upon retrial, and to this day, her murder remains a complete mystery. So that's just a bit of a sad, mm. ironic tale, isn't it? Like, oh. her job was literally, like, solving these, like, unsolved murder Shot cases and stuff like that. And then she was murdered and the murderer was never found to this day. She was, like, a big... When we were kids, she was, like, a really big BBC presenter. She was, like, a household name in, in oh. Britain. And then it was, like, this whole nationwide scan, like, thing. Like, you know what I mean? In all the newspapers and on the news, like, Jill Dando's been murdered. Nobody knows where a murderer is. Talking mm. about, like, speaking things into existence. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know. That's crazy, isn't it? 
Do you think it was just so many like um oh it wouldn't have been so many but the one the one that murdered her was just like so annoyed just seeing her on TV it's like so much just about <laughs> crimes and it's like I'm gonna get you yeah maybe <laughs> you know what I mean? he hated like, the fact that she was yeah. thwarting crimes yeah, yeah. you know yeah. criminal organization just like she's going down ironic gonna yeah. cancel Christmas in your ass yeah yeah man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man definitely yeah. <laughs> this next one's a bit like weird. Um, there was a man, a, a really, really smart guy called John Markle. He was um, a UCLA graduate with a PhD. He was also the son of a woman called Mercedes McCambridge, who act, who was the actress who voiced the demon in The Exorcist. Oof. John ended up embezzling extensively from his company and got caught. When he got caught, he murdered his family um, and eventually ended up murdering himself. But before he did, he blamed his mother, who he said was satanic and evil. That's just a bit weird, isn't it? Well, it wouldn't be so weird ass. if it wasn't for the fact that she did the voice of the demon in The Exorcist. And I think that just makes it a bit creepy. Yeah. Maybe she was just practicing loads for the role and he just got freaked out by it. He was like, just got scarred. Are you a satanist? She's like, no, I'm just practicing for the... Yeah, because a lot of people have been like really disturbed. Like, but well, it's like I know it wasn't even the actual exorcist, but even like Jake was saying, your mm. brother when he was on, like, he was like super like freaked out by the scary movie bit where like, it was almost like reenacting that scene. Yeah, but yeah. it's like her voice is very like it's like a horrible voice mm. in the actual exorcist. And a Maybe lot, of, like a lot of people a have been too, very scarred. Too true to life of what like a demon would actually I thought you were like. going to say of like what his mum was like <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe she's been rehearsing the part mm. without even knowing she was going to get the part yeah but he literally blamed I mean? he blamed like his mum for his murder of his family and for all the embezzlement from his company because he said that his mother was like satanic and evil That's and crazy. it just seems like a weird coincidence that she voiced the did demon did he murder his mother as well um, it just says he murdered his family mm. and eventually killed himself it didn't say whether he murdered his mum mm. I don't I, I assume he didn't she but. was protected Mm. Have you guys ever heard about this? Um, there have been documented cases of people committing murders while sleepwalking. In one oh. case, a man named Kenneth Parker drove 20 kilometres to his in-law's house while he was asleep and murdered his mother-in-law. He immediately oh, turned yeah, himself yeah. in when he woke up. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't asleep. <laughs> yeah, he immediately turned himself in and was later acquitted of all charges. I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say I slept, walked out, slept, drove. Yeah, out. yeah. It, it is weird though. Like 20 kilometres as well. Yeah. It's like 15 miles. Yeah, I, I find it so strange how you can do things when you're asleep and you just mm -hmm. have no recollection of what, whatsoever. Like, I think we talked about this before, but yeah. like, I, I've slept, walked You've done minor yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah my dad was like, saying anyone. to me, I was over my nan's and I was sleeping on the sofa. He came back super late from the pub, was trying to knock on the door and everything, and apparently like I got up, got out, went into the kitchen, got a key, opened the door, gave him the key, but wasn't talking to him, it was just like this. And he was trying to talk to me, like saying, mm. like, you had a nice, you know, you're right, and apparently I was just going... <laughs> just like and like gave him the key in that and and he said to me the next day do you not remember seeing me at all do you not remember opening the door you opened the door for me you unlocked it gave me a key and everything and i'm like i have no recollection of it like whatsoever and i was like stone cold sober like yeah. 16 mm. or something it's yeah. quite sketchy that you could just like go and do something and you would have no recollection of yeah. it the next day yeah because yeah. it's bad enough when you get absolutely blind and drunk and you don't yeah, you know, yeah. Have any memory of it but like to think that you were just sleeping and yeah like, it's mm. weird, isn't it? Apparently, I went down when my mum used to do um, a Tupperware club as well, where mm. like people would come around, she'd sell Tupperware to them. That's so and, like, funny. When I was a little kid, <laughs> apparently, I just went uh, down and I was sleepwalking and just sat in the middle of all the Tupperware in the room with my legs crossed and was like, Can I have a biscuit? <laughs> 
<laughs> what, but you were asleep? <laughs> yeah, sleepwalking. And, and so far, just like lead me back to bed. Did I tell you about the time my dad found me like walking around the house, like saying, I need to find the key? Just over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, you did tell me yeah. about that, yeah. Maybe that, was weird one. maybe that was we were like linked maybe maybe it's the maybe same right yeah i was probably about six and if you were about 16 that would probably i need to up. find the key father <laughs> 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 what i need to find the key <laughs> 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 oh, with shit. some like weird accent as well. yeah like, i remember Sherelle, this was hilarious when yeah. we were like kids she was sleepwalking and there was a um there, there was a there was a babysitter around mm. and like I just saw like Sherelle get up out of her bed like and I was like oh I'll see what's going on and she was in the complete darkness in like my mum and dad's room just like hitting the wall <laughs> going like oh I need a wee <laughs> and she was like trying to turn the light on so I turned the light on for her in the bathroom yeah I was like Shaz the light's on like go for a wee like you know yeah. and she went oh, oh, and just went in there just went in the shower and started being in the shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah she good. was sleepwalking there as that's well that's a good one just beware of drawing Sherelle when you're when they're asleep <laughs> there was a man called George Remus who was an infamous prohibition era bootlegger who after being released from jail for bootlegging found out that his estranged wife Augusta Imogen Brown Holmes um, had a, not only had conspired to have him murdered, but had also stolen his entire fortune. Um, as a result, he murdered her in broad daylight. Uh, in broad daylight, sorry. Um, he also found out that she was going to run off after she had murdered him with a corrupt federal agent. After explaining this to the judge, he was acquitted by the jury after only 19 minutes of deliberation. Whoa, sweet. Whoa. He got away with it. Basically, the judge and the ju- like the judge and the jury heard his story and were basically like fair enough. <laughs> Even though he just where mur- was this and when was this? In Sorry. America um, during the prohibition. Mm. Yeah, pretty crazy. Cool. There was a woman called Madame Popova, and she was a 19th century woman who operated a murder for hire service in Russia that specialized in liberating married women from abusive husbands for a fee. She murdered over 300 victims, some by poison, some with her own bare hands, some with weapons, or some by hiring other assassins. She was one hard Russian. She popped a lot of them off. Mm. Um, On the 1st of March in the year 2000, Catherine Knight murdered her husband, John Charles Thomas Price. She then disemboweled and carved up his body. She proceeded to cook his head in a stew and roasted his roasted his butt cheeks in the oven with vegetables. They were then served to his children, and then afterwards she gave them notes, at saying what she had done. Ah, oh, that's, that's that savage. is brutal, isn't it? That is brutal. Sadistic in, with the notes as well. Mm. That is crazy. In two thousand and two, um, rapper Antron Singleton, aka Big Lurch, took loads of PCP. And then, under the while under the influence of PCP, he um, accidentally murdered his girlfriend Tynesha Yias, and then cut out her lungs and ate them before waking up and realizing what he'd done and oh having a breakdown. Oh my god, savage! <laughs> That's brutal, isn't it? Jesus. Mate, people need to stop doing so many crazy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just like waking up from PCP and then just like your missus is just dead and just just cut out her lungs and eating them while you were just under the influence of PCP. Man. That's like so ridiculously brutal. Yeah. And what would you even do? Like, what do you do then? What's your next to, step? You, you just, just you, you unfortunately just have to realise that you've not Damn. only ruined her life but also your own, and you have yeah. to hand yourself in and and, and realise you're going to have to go to jail for murdering the person you love, 
which is savage. I think I'd rather take my own life. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. I mean, mm. it'd be pretty horrible, wouldn't it? Mm. Imagine having to like look their parents in the eye and being like, "Yeah, I killed yeah, them while I was on PCP." Like that, man. That's just savage. not just murder, but cut out our lungs and eat yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. That's weird, man. Yeah. Don't do it, Matt. Don't do it, folks. Yeah. Don't don't, do don't take PCP, guys. No. In 1906, there was a Moroccan serial killer named Hajj Mohamed Mesfewi, who was sentenced to be walled up alive after he was found guilty of murdering 36 women. The bodies were all found buried beneath his shop and garden. After he was bricked up in the wall, his cries for help were heard for two days straight before he suddenly went silent. Damn. That's almost just like a little dark tale, like isn't Han it? Solo. What, in Carbonite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny, man. That's so funny. Yeah, that is our quick fire facts for today, though. Quick Woo-hoo! fire facts. That was, a, that was a cool set, man. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it was some good facts, facts wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm in a sort of like a good swing of things now with the facts. Mm. I, I, I like I, when the facts are like sort of little facts and then we branch off into like some Yeah, it's a nice little conversation. Yeah. So you like, get other, scared like, that the facts are going to run out. But there's yeah. just so many facts. In yeah, world, really, me too. You know, yeah. Oh, okay, man, we'll I never run out of facts. I get anxious man. about it. I'm like, nah, they're all so we'll, good. We'll never run out of facts. We'll have to make some up if we do. Mm. Did you know that Bullwinkle's hair is made out of gelatin? Pure gold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I think we've come to the end of another session of Pandora's Box, though. Oh. Nice one, anyway, thanks for coming on, Em. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you for having me. And mm. thanks to everyone. You are all friends of the pod. Have a good week, and we will see you next week once again on Pandora's Box. To play you out today, we actually have me and Drew (gasps) with our track, Boat with the Moon. Nice. Oh, can you hear those little birds tweeting? Oh. 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 Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.